You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back to the Oz Network. Uh, we are rolling on our merry way home with the uh, conclusion episodes of Nipta. It's season six, episode nine. Benny Nelson. Uh, this one first came out on the 9th of December 2009. Directed by John Scott, written by Sean Jablonski. Um, an interesting one to unpack this one. Looking forward to talking about it. My name's Nick, and uh, you want some cream on top? And my name is Ben, and I'll bend you over my desk and make you my sloppy bottom till I get every last cent. <laughs> now, before we get into this actual episode, I just that quote that I just gave there is just for one for one reason or another, it's just, it just makes me laugh. It just I don't understand why, but it just made me giggle. It's like he says it about four times. It's like, do you want some cream on top? Do you want some cream on top? It's like it, the weirdest. Like just even his cadence when he says it, it's just the strangest thing in the world. But um, yes, it is um, a, a, a strange quote for a strange episode, I suppose. Yeah, it's, uh, it, there is some interesting stuff about this episode, but it's just, it's just, uh, it literally overshadowed by just a ridiculous plot point. And, you know, like I often said about how bad this season was and kind of how, like, this is the season I remember the least, but I still remember most of it. But honestly, I always forget that Sean has a brother. And I think there's a lot of reasons behind that that I want to black that out. Um, it's just. Oh, I'm, I know I'm jumping ahead of myself here with this already, but I mean, it's just, it's just lazy. Bring in a long lost brother who's got amnesia and then you're just ticking off the lazy writing checklist all of a sudden. I mean, God. Uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those things as well. It's like, you know, Sean's actually got a family that, that we have been introduced to and care about. So why not actually use the existing members of his family? You know, it, it does seem like a strange thing to do is to bring in this long lost brother. It's, um, yeah, it just feels very out of place, I suppose. And, you know, for me, I'm always one that enjoys a good backstory episode or, you know, like I really enjoyed the stuff we got with Sean around his, um, you know, like his hair lip when he was born that, you know, when, when he was doing the operation on Connor, I thought that was a good episode. Um, we also get some other backstory stuff here for the Christian, you know, like we, we get this, this this flashback to season one, actually, you know, and we, we find out about, you know, what his foster father was doing to him. And, you know, so we get the kind of backstory for Christian a little bit. He comes back into the storyline as well. So um, I love that stuff normally because I think it gives depth to the to the characters. But in this this um, example here with Christian, uh, sorry, Sean and his brother, it's just, yeah, it just feels like it's out of left field. Again, I just, it feels like they're just like basically just put, all these ideas in a hat for season six and just like drew them out at random. It's like, okay, so episode eight, we're going to do the storyline or episode nine or whatever we're at. We're going to do the storyline of pull it out of a hat. Oh, Sean's long lost brother. Like it just feels like there is no kind of cognitive kind of storyline that's going on here. It's just, let's have a crack at anything really. Yeah. And also, I mean, I agree with everything you said and also even what we're going to get to straight away with the fact that, Hey, remember at the beginning of this season when we went through a whole thing about saying that these two are struggling with money and then we seem to have forgotten about it? So let's bring that back out of nowhere again because, yeah. hey, guess what? They're still struggling. Well, at least one of them is. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's just yeah, a, a grab bag of different things and it's just all really annoying, <laughs> to be honest. But, um, I mean, let's actually get into the episode because otherwise we'll be here all day just bitching about it and not actually touch on the plot points in this, this episode. And, um, yeah, and, you know, I like how we kind of, um, as I said in the backstory, we get some interesting stuff about about Christian and um, yeah, and, and as as you say, we kind of get all this information about how he's spending up large and spending too much money. You know, first first scene um, after the the kind of previously 
obviously on as Christian with all these bills and he can't afford them all. And um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's quite interesting that we kind of get all this and he, yeah, he doesn't seem to be able to, to stop his spending habits, which I think is really interesting. And then we get this kind of like this, this quite funny scene where he's, he's having sex with this woman in his office and we find out that it's the IRS officer or whatever she is, the, the tax lady. Um, and yeah, he, I kind of think he thinks that by having sex there in his office that he's going to get off his tax bill. I mean, he, he must be absolutely insane if he thinks he's going to get away with that. But, uh, don't you wish all tax ladies looked like this? Oh, yes, please. She's beautiful. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, biggest point right away as i just said i mean it's kind of like shouldn't we've forgotten about this haven't we moved on i mean that was like eight episodes ago that supposedly they were in trouble um and here we are you know i mean it just it just doesn't make sense that this is the thing i mean we saw what two episodes ago that christian sold his boat to get you know matt ten thousand dollars to change cells um i mean if that's all, he, I don't know. It just it, there's something wrong going on. Here that this is the thing that they're facing, and why is only Christian struggling with money? You know, this is the way he's always been. Like, why is this all of a sudden just catching up on him when other things are seen going? And there's just contradiction in this episode too, because you're going to get this Benny Nielsen guy. I know I'm jumping ahead, but saying that they're the most famous um, uh, plastic surgeons in Beverly Hills. Well, if that's the case, then why isn't Tom Cruise there getting surgery right now or something like that? It's just it's just weird. Yeah, it, it is very strange, but uh, yeah, I, I guess it's just a season six thing, isn't it? We just we we if we get caught up in all the ridiculous kind of storylines here, then we'll be here forever and, and never actually uh, <laughs> kind of get any further forwards, which is kind of I guess what this whole thing is about. But uh, yeah, anyway, we kind of cut into and you know um, Christian just decides to discuss this this money issue that he's got with Sean over a patient who's having some kind of ear thing because Sean makes this really stupid joke about I'm all ears, which, you know, a dad joke, good on you, well done. Um, yeah, so, you know, and um, basically, you know, Sean's kind of saying that, you know, um, he'll loan him the money that they're brothers, you know, and, and makes a, you know, kind of all the music almost stops when he has that line because obviously his real brother's going to show up here in this episode, but you know, this whole thing of, you know, Sean's going to, going to loan him the money to, to kind of get by. So kind of sets us up for the main tension in this episode, which is going to be Christian and, uh, Sean's brother. So. So, yeah, I don't know if there's anything in, in that scene you want to point to before we kind of head into some, some murkier waters where we're about to head next. No, not really. I mean, it just, as with a lot of the stuff in this episode, it's, it could have been explored a little bit more. And I don't know, just it's like, hey, can I have a loan? And within two minutes later, it's going to be like, no, I'm not going to give you the loan anymore. I'm going to give it to my long lost brother who I haven't seen in like 50,000 years who's a drug addict. But I trust all of a sudden because we're blood. And even though you're more of a blood brother, <laughs> they're, they're, can't even speak properly. It's ridiculous. Anyway, yeah, no, I'd have nothing really to say. I'm all ears right now with what you're about to say, though. <laughs> yes and so yeah we kind of uh we we come back after the uh the credits and and here's sean's brother and i have to say even for all the the meth makeup um i think they've got somebody that actually looks a lot like sean so i think a good job in terms of casting here they have cast somebody and you know to give this guy his credit it's a really stupid storyline but i think he's actually quite a good actor and he does well with the with the storyline that he's given here so I've, I've got to give him his credit here um basically we we get a little bit of the backstory that you know sean spent years trying to find this guy and he was legally declared dead um disappeared and yeah obviously we we see from his appearance that he's into meth and and what sean's help um and basically needs some money and and yeah basically leads to, to sean being prepared to give that money that he was about to loan to christian to his, his brother and i keep going from brendan to brandon but it is brandon brendan brendan, brendan. 
Brendan. <laughs> One <yes>. of those two. <laughs> B. B. McNamara. Yeah, I... I uh, yes, I should actually know this, but yeah, it's just one of those things. I just every time I thought I had it right, I, I seemed to get it wrong. So yeah, I'm, I mean, I don't know what you make of this guy. Um, yeah, terrible storyline, but I think reasonably decent actor. I would say. I actually think he looks more like the guy who played his dad in that flashback episode in season four. Because I actually looked him up to say like, hey, is this the same guy? Like, have they just gotten him? But uh, funny fact, actually, is I, I did recognise this guy. I just couldn't know what it was from. But uh, he, of course, is uh, Neil Neil Hopkins is his name. Uh, he plays Liam Pace in Lost, Charlie's drug-addicted brother. So he likes playing the drug-addicted people here, old uh, Neil Hopkins. So once again, we find another 66 percenter who's been in two of the three shows that we're covering right now. Uh, just still haven't ticked one off all three. We'll find one eventually, I guess. But, um, yeah, I mean, he can act well, good on him. But, like, it's just... The, this whole scene just summarises how dumb this storyline is because we basically have to get a couple of minutes of just explanation of, like... You were missing. We searched for you for three years. I went to Baltimore. To, like, it's just, there's all this explanation about stuff and even kind of a throwaway line about dad not caring. Like, I think this would have worked better had this been Sean's mum or dad because at least we had an episode where we got explanation about this. In that flashback, had they said, I had a brother, you know, and just some sort of inkling that he had a sibling, then I wouldn't be as maybe as mad about this. Had we had some mess, you know, mentions of this across five and a bit seasons till now, I wouldn't be as mad about this. But this is just stupid. This is just so stupid uh, that this is what they're going with. And it's not even something that we're going to, you know, have for like five episodes. We're going to get a guy in a couple episodes ago who's uh, a couple episodes time who is what, Sean's childhood friend or something like that from college? And, like, that's more compelling and believable than this. Like, this is his brother. This should be a multi-arc storyline, you know? This should be on many episodes, but it's just it's blinking, you misforget. Hey, just like the time we didn't mention this guy existed the whole time in Nip Tuck. So this, this storyline just makes me mad that I just can't really get into it in any point. Yeah, and I, I guess probably for me as well is that, you know, I'll give the, the writers a little bit of, of leeway to say, hey, they maybe they didn't think about it going, you know, in season four or five or whatever because, you know, if they'd really been planning ahead, they could have written some some dialogue in to explain that he had a long-lost brother or whatever. Okay, so they didn't know that, but they must have known when they started season six that they were going to have this episode, and so why not actually build some some lines into it throughout season six? I mean, we're at episode nine here. They had eight episodes to kind of talk about this in some way before we get here, um, and it just feels like, again, there's kind of no planning here. It was just, let's chuck this at the wall and see if it works. Um, and, yeah, it just it just feels so unnecessary. You know, I'm not sure that we... I'm not sure that it does anything for Sean's character this episode. It doesn't really do anything. Um, and it even, you know, I guess all it does is to, to interrupt you. Sorry, but like it even the potential they could have had with this because even even if you just kind of analyze his scene when he walks in, and he's Sean's kind of very calm about this, isn't he? Like we thought you were dead, we buried you, but anyway, I'll give you a loan, like. Think about this, Nick. If you legitimately went through that trauma as a child where you went searching for three years for a brother who you assumed is dead, but maybe you held on to that belief that he was still alive, you know, this is going to be a pretty bloody big moment right now that your brother's alive and the potential they could have had with this. Like, I think you're right. Like, you know, the writers in season four maybe weren't thinking this far ahead. So, you know, it's, you know, it's not something maybe to completely get mad at them about, but, 
you know, you've had storylines across this show. Season one, when Julia had a miscarriage, you know, it could have been brought up, you know, oh, I've had such tragedy in my life, you know, when my brother died when I was younger. Or even the flashback episode when we're talking about him having the lip issue, and you know, you know how hard that was on my mum because we'd already lost my brother. You know what I mean? Like, just, just little things like that that would have made this such a payoff and such a powerful moment. It's just... Yeah, it just comes out of nowhere. They may as well just had an episode where Sean was abducted by aliens and it would have had the same effect because it just <laughs> comes out of nowhere, you know? Yeah, pretty much. And, uh, you know, and I think one of the things, too, that that I kind of think about is that, you know, there was a really big kind of dramedy show in New Zealand called Outrageous Fortune. I don't yes. know if you've heard of oh, it, yeah. but, you know, That's it was quite here. a big deal. Grand Bowl, and, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, you know I, they had like a big exhibition at the museum after the the show had finished. You know, kind of showing the props and you know the 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 kind of costumes and all that kind of stuff. And and I went to go and see it, and it was really cool. And they actually had like this outline on the wall, which was basically the final season. And they had you know we know we're going to have like fourteen episodes or whatever it was. And here's the real brief outline of what we're going to do in each episode to build the storyline. And you can't tell me that these guys didn't sit down at the start of the season and, and kind of plot out what they were going to do. And so they must have known that they were going to have the storyline come up in episode nine or, you know, maybe episode eight or seven or whatever. But they knew they were going to have it at some point. And shouldn't they actually kind of build something to it rather than just throw it on the viewer at the last minute? Um, because, yeah, it just completely lessens our emotional investment in it because they've just done no build up to it. So, yeah, it's, it's just really disappointing. But, you know, we could kind of talk about this all day, I suppose. And we probably do need to move on because I'm sure we're going to rail on it even more as we go forward. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we kind of move on forwards, and um, yeah, basically we see this, you know, this scene that Christian's really pissed off because you know now he's not going to get the money it's going to go to to Brendan, and we go straight into the surgery because they've obviously got nothing better to do with their time. Um, so yeah, we're going straight into a, a surgery scene with uh, with Brendan. Um, we yeah, we're there basically fixing up his face and um, they fix up his teeth as well. I think they do. Oh, um, yeah, so on. you know we we kind of get this whole thing of. Yeah, <laughs> there's a, there's something going on here as well of like it's almost like he gets liposuction or something. I'm not entirely sure. It's a bit strange, but um, I'm not really paying that much attention to care. So um, yeah, it, it, I guess it's a bit of a problem. But yeah, I mean, it is what it is. We kind of then move into a, what I think is potentially a, a more interesting storyline here, which is with um, our titular character, which, which which is also interesting that Brendan is not the titular character. Um, it's this guy Benny Nilsson, um, who is a um, adopted. Swedish boy, I don't know how old he's supposed to be, but I, you know, I'm assuming kind of, you know, late teens, you know, I think like 17 or something. Um, and he's there with his adopted father and he, you know, he wants to have a, um, uh, you know, some work done on his face. So he looks genetically more like his father is, is kind of the setup here that he wants to resemble his adopted father a little bit more. So yeah, I think it's, it's quite an interesting setup and, and, you know, but, we're going to get a bit of a twist in the storyline, which is fun to watch. Well, fun's not the right word in this instance, but interesting to watch. Um, and, and yeah, but I, you know, at, at the moment, I, I you know, watching this episode, I don't think you expect it at this point when you first introduce these two these two characters. No, I, I remember watching this episode for the first time and never expecting this to kind of have the twist that it did. But um, I mean, it's sort of a recycled storyline. We did have that. Was it season three? We had the Down syndrome kid who wanted to look like his family. Um, yeah, Tommy. Yeah, Tommy. So there's slightly a bit of a recycled there, but, uh, it's done differently. But I mean, I, again, I'm with you. I think these two are slightly more interesting. Um, and you know, it's, it's obviously going to have a disturbing outcome. 
Uh, but, you know, good acting by these two, I think. But um, it, there is just that line that I don't think we need, as I said earlier, that when he says, like, you know, you're the best in Beverly Hills, you've gained an international reputation, then why the fuck are they struggling? Like, it's stupid. Like, you know, it just it just makes no sense. And again, why isn't Sean's celebrity um, like helping out here. I mean, you look at some of these, um, you know, BC list plastic surgery shows that have existed in our society that there are still going to be fans going out there just to go get surgery at the one that had a TV show 10 years ago. So I'm sure in this world that like Sean is going to have those people going in there because I'm sure there was Grey's Anatomy fan people who go to Seattle to get their photo taken outside of a hospital. I mean, when I went to Chicago, I'm like, hey, where's ER going on? You know what I mean? I want to go to the, the hospital where I can get served by George Clooney and stuff like that. You know, there's people like that. Idiots like me. So, like, why yeah. why are they struggling when they've got this reputation? You don't need that line in there. Well, I do remember a storyline about a footballer who played in, in uh, the uh, the soccer, I guess we would call it, um, team that I support, and uh, he was making you know, something like a hundred thousand pound a week or whatever. And he was literally drawing it out each week from a money machine and going and gambling it away at a casino. So, you know, I, I guess it's, you know, people live within their means and, you know, if they make a lot of money, they also know how to spend a lot of money. But yeah, you'd think these guys would be smarter than to do something stupid like spend all their money. But it's like when they used to say, yeah, Michael I mean, Jackson these guys was bankrupt. Aren't. I mean, I remember he's always had that conversation with my friends. Like, okay, fair enough. You're right. Like just cause you're rich doesn't mean you can't be bankrupt. And of course you can spend, you know, millions and millions of dollars. But I mean, I used to always argue like, sure, Michael Jackson's bankrupt, but I mean, he could walk to any organization on the planet and be like, I'm Michael Jackson, give me money and I'll sell your product. And they would give him money and sell their product. So, you know, there are some, I'm not, I'm not saying Sean's not Michael Jackson, but, um, I don't know where I was going with this. We, we all know that Matt's Michael Jackson, but anyway. Yes, yeah, yeah, and, you know, so then we kind of, our next scene here is Liz doing this kind of electro something, I don't know, ma- magnetic pain reliever, the whatever aliens, the hell it is. Nick, oh, because he can't do drugs, that's right, sorry, yeah. No, I'm, uh, <laughs> yes, I'd already forgotten the important, the important part of this, that, yeah, he obviously can't be on, um, traditional pain relief because he's a drug addict so yeah he's doing this this other way to have pain relief that's right it's all coming back to me now um and yeah and, and you know so we have this kind of um scene where christian's not happy about brendan coming to live with them and you know sean basically says well you know you'll you'll miss out on my money you know you have to find, have to find somebody else to split the rent and all this kind of thing so the christian's kind of forced into it which i don't like i mean if i was in christian's position i wouldn't be happy about this either um you know so i can definitely see it from christian's perspective here um yeah so i mean it's just just another scene to make you just even more grumpy i think with the storyline which i think again we're saying it again it's a season six thing but if if we have to stomach this storyline, if we have to stomach a brother returning that, I want this spread out because I think the the one thing that I went into this episode believing and remembering was kind of the, you know, the links that Christian goes to to keep Sean as his, quote, brother. But yeah. in watching this for this, doing this recording, it didn't have the same effect on me and the outcome that I remembered. I thought it was more powerful than it was. And it's got a bit there, but... You know, we're, we're going to lead up to the conclusion of this show where a lot of what kind of comes forward is this relationship between these two really kind of hitting rock bottom that they ultimately, you know, they're going to be in therapy. They're going to be things like this. 
And, you know, it's an interesting idea. And as I kind of said earlier, like, we're going to get um, Sean's friend coming into it, which is kind of going to drive a wedge between Sean and Christian, you know. But, like, it's it's almost like, as you were saying, this idea that they've got a whiteboard at the beginning of the season and they're ultimately coming to this outcome that, hey, let's end this show where these two basically hate each other and we need someone to help drive a wedge between there. It's like... Why couldn't we've kind of got two versions of that? One that lasts multiple episodes, and one that's here just for whatever reason. So, yeah, it just—I don't know. It—it it just feels like there should be more here, particularly with Christian's reactions. Because, again, on paper, that's a good st- storyline. Like, have someone drive this wedge, and then Christian and Sean kind of their relationships affected by a third party that's not a woman, and kind of Christian's jealousy and what he will do to keep his brother in his life, which I think. We should have explored more, but we just don't get what we could get out of it. Yeah, totally. And, and again, you're absolutely right that having this over one episode is, is really just a, a huge missed opportunity that we could have just done so much more with this if we decided to spread it out. And I don't know what the hurry is. It's, it's not like we've got so much other stuff going on that we need to get to. Um, and, you know, we just need to cram the storyline and then kind of move forward it's like there's nothing else happening like literally nothing else happening so it's not like we were, we're desperate to kind of move on from this and that's my whole problem with this it just feels like there's so many ideas that you're like shit we you know we know this is the last season and you know we're just going to try and cram all these ideas in now you know because we're, we're not going to get a chance to flesh them out so instead of going right well we're not really going to be able to do that justice by doing it over one episode so we're just going to have to leave that out and and try you know, and, and flesh these other storylines out a little bit. And, you know, even going back to the stuff at the start that we may not have liked all that much, like the Teddy stuff, at least it was done over a number of episodes. So you felt like something was being built up to. Um, and even that, you know, like I, uh, the Matt Mime stuff is I didn't, I didn't hate it. You did. But at least you can give it the, it went over a few episodes and there was time to build up a something of a storyline. Whereas this, it's just like, let's cram everything into the storyline and then move on as fast as possible. Just what was the point in even doing it at all? I just don't understand it. There's no really. continuation with anything. You're right. And it's just, it's frustrating because even through, um, the second half of last season, uh, at least you've got things that are continuing over. And like, yeah, we, we complain about things being rushed, but it's like, we literally got to the point now where it's so rushed that it's just like, let's keep these over one episode a week. And it's just, this is a show that, as we explained at the end of last season, they knew this was going to be the last season. It's not like this got cancelled halfway through. It's not like they're living week to week thinking, fuck, we might be cancelled, fuck, we might be cancelled. And as much as I say complain about Third Watch's sixth season being terrible and nothing like what it used to be, Third Watch went into that sixth season not knowing if that was going to be their last season. They found out halfway through and somehow still managed to come up with a sort of a conclusion with everything. It wasn't exactly brilliant, but, I mean, it's still, compared to what we're watching here, it had some sort of coherence about each episode. And that's essentially, by that point of Third Watch's history, it's a stock-standard weekly serial cop show where it's just essentially, you know, this is a bad guy, catch them, and they've just forgotten about everything that made the show good. They still had ongoing storylines. We're not getting that right now. And this this episode marks basically... Basically, ten more episodes until this season, this show's ended. So we're basically at the halfway point of the final season. And I mean, this is the thing I put out to our listeners: try and guess how this show ends, because it's not like we've got some ongoing arc here that you're gonna assume it's gonna. Imagine if Christian had the cancer, had the cancer, had cancer right now. You know, you're gonna assume <laughs> that that's where it's gonna end. You know, is Christian gonna die? Will he survive by the end of it? You know, there's there's just nothing. I I watched this to the end. I love this show, but I mean, if just what were people hanging on to each week for this show before it ended? Yeah, I mean, it's just annoying. I just wish we we kind of had something to build towards, and 
um, it, it could be anything. It, you know, I just think we need something to. Ha- I don't think we need like a big bad guy or anything like that. But I think we just need something. And at the moment, there's just there's just nothing. And this could have been it. You know, you could have had that. This guy comes back, and you know, and he's the, the kind of is, is he reformed? Is he not reformed? You know, and you know, kind of forces this wedge between Sean and Christian, and then that gets resolved at the end of the season. And you know, th- there was so much potential to maybe do something here. You know, part of me is glad they kind of don't because again, it would have kind of sucked if the the end of the season had been about this long lost brother that we'd never heard of but it just feels stupid either way it just feels like they just should have not even introduced this character but um yeah it's just it's just really annoying but yeah then we kind of we kind of move on anyway we're gonna um i feel that every time we come back to this brendan storyline we're gonna um, <laughs> rant on it again but feels like we kind of need to really um we get the benny surgery scene um i think that it's quite a nice kind of um dialogue scene between his father and Christian before the surgery and we're still being lulled into the sense that you know this is a real you know there's still no real sense that this is going south at this point so um, I, I like what we get in the surgery seems pretty basic there's there's nothing particularly interesting one way or another so uh, yeah we can then move back to another Brendan scene unless you've got anything to add on the um, on the surgery itself I want to point out the music of this episode though is a highlight I think they do use some good songs I mean I, and one of those on the nose songs I guess when we had he and heavy he's my brother before but father figure by George Michael great song um, and we're gonna get a you know one of my favorite songs of all of nip tuck coming up in this episode uh, it actually really got me onto a band who I really like and um, I always do remember the scene in question because of the song um so again it's kind of it's it's been a while since we've really had an iconic scene of nip tuck which i've always said you know i hear a song i think of nip tuck there's definitely one in this episode that will come but uh yeah just father figure george michael great music in this episode so there's a positive for people yeah yeah so uh, yes uh, and i think there are some good music choices throughout the season actually um yeah sometimes a little bit on the nose but um still a lot of fun um, then move in. Christian comes home. Um, Sean and Brendan are watching basketball, I think, yeah. um, on TV. And, um, you get this whole thing of, you know, Sean wants him gone and, um, uh, sorry, Christian wants him gone. Christian leaves and, you know, Brendan goes to leave and, oh, you know, you're my brother and you've got to stay. And, um, yeah. And then we kind of get the whole thing, you know, that Christian's watch has gone missing and he immediately kind of bl- blames Brandon for it. And, um, yeah, I think it's this, you know, this whole thing that we, we're setting up that, you know, he hasn't really changed and he's, he's stealing Christian stuff to sell up the drug money, which is, you know, we're going to come back to this a little bit more. One of the things I kind of want to point out here is that, um, again, we go back to something that's been a bit of a, a, a fixture in the second half of season five and then into season six, this recurring kind of, you know, stupid musical cue. Like it's not music. It's just like three chords played over and over again. And we get it in this episode as this kind of stupid chiming music and we get it in this scene. We're going to get it in a, you know, a couple of, couple more scenes. And it's just annoying. Like I'd rather they didn't have this music at all than just kind of keep going back to it. It's just really annoying and lazy and oh, just, it just irritates me i don't know if it's something you pick up on but yeah i can't stand it i don't really pick up on it that much because i think i'm just zoning out of these scenes and i think kind of it's um i mean if christian's got a twenty thousand dollar watch and is struggling for money why isn't sean questioning him at this point like dude why don't you just sell that watch then that's twenty thousand dollars you know like <laughs> which he ultimately is obviously going to be doing but um yeah i mean it's actually really interesting the more i think about it with uh this actor neil hopkins uh the parallels between this and what's happening in lost with him and charlie you know it's kind of the drug-fueled brothers in in Lost and kind of, you know, rock star brothers and their issues between each other. And here we are, one episode kind of getting a similar thing, except Sean's not on the drugs. Um, so, 
Yeah, I don't, I don't want to talk about this storyline anymore. It's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, unfortunately. Well, I mean, I guess we're at least going to be pleased that it is only going to be one episode in that, that regard because it is so bad. That's so, the positive yeah, then of we... being one episode, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, then we kind of get this uh, this follow-up here, and this is probably where you start to finally get these first um, notions that something's kind of wrong here. Is, you know, with this Benny follow-up scene, and yeah, he wants to spend some time surfing while they're in California, and um, his father's like, no, we don't have time for that, we've got things to do, you've put me behind schedule, you know, whatever it is, um, and, and yeah, and you know, Christian offers to take him surfing, and yeah, it's kind of like this, this is the first sign that this father's maybe not all, all um, he seems to be. Which is one of these ones that if you know what is the truth behind these two it's it's one of these ones that does actually work in a second viewing kind of just watching the facial expressions from these two actors because even in the uh early surgery uh, the cons- consultation scene you see kind of the looks they give each other so i mean it is kind of one of these things that you know it, it works on a second viewing just for that but um yeah i mean it's it is kind of this is you're right like this is the first point where you're going oh this is a bit odd like you know what are, what are they doing um but I, I also think that too, when it when it comes down to it, with them having that flashback to season one, where Christian mentions about his father or his stepfather sexually abusing him, is kind of one of these ones where it does spoil it in a way too, because you're kind of thinking if you see that in a flashback, what relevance yeah. does that have? Um, so it is kind yeah, of a case yeah. of well, clearly something in this episode is going to relate to you know sexual abuse. So where is it going to come from? So there is kind of that as well. Yeah, yeah, and and it's kind of one of those things is that they don't trust the audience to remember that, you know, because it was such a long time ago that we should have forgotten. And but you know, it's one of those things that keeps getting brought up. Like you know, I remember that that's the episode. I think it was season five with the nun who gets her breast reduction. Is that Christians talking about it then? And you know, so it's not something that's heavily focused on in the, in the show, but it does get referred to. So I, you know, I think it's one of those occasions where they should actually just trust their audience. You know, they've been here. For, you know, at this point, 89 episodes or whatever it is, you know, I, I think you've got to trust them to remember stuff like that. So, yeah, you're right. It is a bit of a spoiler for stuff like that. Um, yeah, and then we, we get the same Christian comes home um, and there's this kind of random crackhead just sitting on the couch and with the crazy, crazy nose. It's, yeah, it's just, it's really freaky. This is one of those... That, one of those things that kind of makes my skin crawl a little bit. It takes me back to the Tree Man episode. Um, that, yeah, this guy just really, really looks creepy. Yeah, and it's, this is one of those things kind of going back to a few weeks ago when we were talking about Ronaldo and Annie. It's kind of like it's never fully explained whether he's guilty or innocent of, like, you know, whether he did something with Annie. And this is kind of, I think, what happens here with this whole storyline with Brendan. It's like, is he actually clean or isn't he? Because we're going to see that soon kind of with the drug scene with this nosy guy thing. So it's kind of, it's just... It just leaves it too open where, you know, sometimes that works when you, the audience has kind of got to make their own mind up. But you're just not caring enough here to really, you know, come to that conclusion. But um, it's got good effects um, with this guy with no nose. I'll give it that. That's about it. 
yeah, it's just it's kind of that creep factor more than anything else. It kind of takes you out of the scene. So in a sense, it's maybe not the not the best thing in the world um, because yeah, it kind of takes you away from uh, this. You know, because for a minute, I think you could be like, oh shit, is this Brendan? But it's obviously not. It's you know this this friend of his that's um, you know Sean's promised to fix his nose or whatever. Um, yeah, and so you kind of just get this whole thing, and you know Christian wants him out of the house, and um, yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's just quite weird, really. You know, it's so obviously then um brendan's there or comes home or whatever and yeah it's just it's all a bit of a mumble jumble of different things I, and I, like, I do like the fact that this guy's got this cover that he wears over his nose you know? <laughs> just i don't know just kind of some sesame street thing or something i don't know it's just it's quite strange um but yeah then you kind of get these, this this kind of um tense scene between christian and, and brandon which is you know basically you know kind of the whole thing is that you know we're getting the tension between these two but i think as we've talked about we just really don't care all that much so it kind of makes it hard to get really invested in what's going on here so yeah it's it's not great um yeah and you know so the next thing we get is actually this this um guy with the nose getting getting fixed up by sean to this stupid cocaine song <laughs> i like, thought you'd like you know that. like if you if, yeah i think if you're gonna have a song with cocaine can we not go for um dun, 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 dun. the eric clapton one okay. yeah that to me would make a lot more sense and this one is just such a cheesy stupid song but yeah i mean it's not a big deal really but it's just like oh god it's just another thing that makes me not like this episode i guess um yeah yeah so it's it's good good surgery scene though it's you know something a bit different so yeah i do enjoy that that you know the surgery so far it's all been noses and ears really isn't it on this you know so i do like the kind of prosthetics they put over his nose it's um you know it's kind of quite graphic and and quite good i guess i think they need to you know play heads and shoulders knees and toes knees and toes or something like that uh, over (laughs) um and one thing i'll say like you've called this guy brandon so many times his name is brendan but i don't give a fuck like i just i'm not going to correct you because i don't give a fuck right now call him freaking john i just really don't give a shit right now (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing. It's kind of yeah, I should be calling him by his proper name, but I just get so confused and yeah, it's just it's it's hard to care really. Um yeah, and, and then I think that we can get back to a scene that potentially is a bit more interesting, which is uh uh Christian with Benny and they've gone for a surfing lesson and um kind of Benny breaks down and we get this this whole, you know, backstory about basically that um he's more or less a sex slave for his his um father or his um adopted father and we kind of get the flashback or you know whatever it is but we kind of get the scene showing what's happening to him he's basically been in this room with all these rich guys who are watching his own father have sex with him it's really really bizarre but i think that the the this actor really sells it you know it's kind of just like completely emotionless look on his face while his father's doing this to him i think it's um yeah the, the acting here is is really quite good i think for this guy and um yeah it's it's just like incredibly creepy like they've done a really good job of making this a really disturbing uncomfortable scene which it should be um and you know obviously affects christian in quite a big way because it's something that he can relate to personally so I, I like the stuff. I think it is good. It's, um, yeah, and I don't know. I, I just really enjoy it. it. It's it's well handled, I think. And this is that the song I was mentioning. It's called Playboy by Hot Chip. Um, great song, great band. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's disturbing. I, I I do feel though. Again, this is maybe one of these ones that it has an effect, but it doesn't have the effect that maybe it would have if it was done a couple of seasons ago. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a case of, it's been a while since Nip Tuck's really covered one of these 
really taboo, controversial sort of topics like this. I mean, I guess technically we had pedophilia a couple of episodes ago, but I mean, that sort of was just real blink and you miss it. So, yeah, and I, I'm with you. The acting is brilliant. The one thing I will say here, though, is that um, the, the use of the backdrop where they're coming up from the beach looks terribly fake. Um, but other than that, yeah. yeah, everything you said is right. Yes, yeah. Yeah, no, so it's um, it, it's really good. And we then move back into the, the – so what is it, Brendan? Brendan. Brendan, um, yes. So we move back in. Brendan, yes. And uh, so um, the, a really weird scene here where basically Brendan's friend is in recovery snorting coke <laughs> even though he's just got his <laughs> nose fixed and – Brendan is just standing there. Yep. And somehow this is being I'm led right here, to yeah? stay. Yeah, and we are, I don't know who we're meant to believe brought this drug these drugs in. Um yeah, none of this makes sense. <laughs> but yeah, to me like I, what I don't understand is like, you know, so basically Brendan's just standing there watching him snort this cocaine after he's just managed to um, organise for him to have his nose fixed free of charge by his brother. You know, like, surely Brendan has a moral obligation to go and tell Sean straight away, hey, look, uh, sorry, I made a mistake. This guy is still using and I want him out. You know, like, it just makes him look guilty, doesn't it? So just, it, it's a very strange scene. I just, I don't really know what I'm supposed to take from it. And, you know, I suppose it's just meant to sow the seed of doubt in the audience's mind. Find that, that that Brendan himself is not reformed, um, which is you know something that we're going to get to in a little bit. But uh, yeah, so again, just another dumb scene, and uh, it's just so annoying. And we get back, Mister Nelson shows up, um, and uh, yeah. So one of the things that we've probably forgotten to mention here is that basically that Mister Nelson is you know like a high rolling bank guy, and he's offered to you know get some loans for Christian to sort out his money problems and. Anyway, he t- he turns up and you know gives Christian the bad news that he's actually not going to be able to do that, and Christian loses his temper, you know, smashes the shit out of this guy, and basically demands the money from him. Um, and you know, I think even in this moment, I you know I'm I'm pretty sure that he's going to give that money straight to Benny. Um, that seems like the, the obvious thing that's going to happen. But I think in the moment we're so but supposed to believe that Christian's going to take that money for himself. I don't know. I, I don't know what we're supposed to think. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I think that he should have asked for more money because I think kind of what we're going to get at the end of this episode is, I don't know, I feel like he could have asked for $800,000, pocketed 400000 himself and given, you know, I think it's a nice touch that we're ultimately going to get what happens with this money. But, I mean, are we are we actually meant to believe that Christian's going to keep this money considering how strongly he feels against this sort of stuff? So... Um, I mean, well, it's just yeah, it's just it's really hard for because obviously skipping ahead a few scenes is that we're obviously going to see that Christian um, hasn't had his items stolen by Brendan that he's actually hocked them off to pay his loans, um, and you know that makes Christian a real douchebag. Really, is that he's coming between Sean and his brother just because he doesn't like doesn't like Brendan? He's got no proof that Brendan's a bad guy anymore, you know, but he doesn't want. Sean to get hurt, so you know he's going to basically frame him, which is a pretty horrible thing to do. But then, in the same breath, he's also using this money that he gets from Mister Nelson to give to Benny, which is a really charitable thing to do. You know, he didn't have to do that; he could have kept that money himself. He's in financial trouble. Um, so yeah, it's just it's just like a hodgepodge of you know, what we're supposed to think of Christian in this one episode. I just I find it hard, and you know, like I know we go backwards and forwards between Christian about liking him and not liking him, and being annoyed by you know his his lack of morals sometimes, but. I, Sometimes he's a really nice guy, and and you should only have one of them in an episode. You shouldn't try and do both on the same the same episode. I don't think. Yeah, 
And, yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, it's, it has been kind of a while since we've really had absolute douche-nozzle douche Christian. But, I mean, at the same time, I, I like it when we get super douche-nozzle Christian because this is what makes Christian such a complex character, as you were saying. Like, you know, there's just so polar opposites of what he's capable of. And, yeah, I, I just... It is... You're right. Like, there is a hodgepodge. It's a good, good way of describing it. <laughs> there's just lots going on here with how you're ultimately meant to feel about him. Yes, and, you know, getting to that next scene that um, we were kind of just alluding to, we come back, um, Brandon's at, at Sean's house and gives him this gift. He's carved this set of hands out of wood or something. I don't know. Um, that stupid chiming music is back. Um, Christian comes and accuses him of more theft. He's stolen his, what, crystal cufflinks or something. Um, yeah, and, you know, so we kind of get that whole scene Um Brendan attacks some kind of fight breaks out over this bag because Christian kind of is like, oh, well, prove that it's not in here, and they fight over the bag, and, um, yeah, then it's kind of not in the bag, and, oh, yeah, it's just all dumb stuff that I'm just not really enjoying all that much, to be honest. You know, I'm not sure if it makes sense or not because I'm just so checked out. Which it doesn't make sense to me because um, Brendan's sitting outside the home. Like, he's waiting for Sean to come there. So he's... Christian just, like, he knows he's sitting outside the door, so he's just waiting for him to walk inside so he just pretends he's on the phone. Uh, so that's the bit that doesn't make sense to me. Um, and, and why doesn't Christian, like, Sean, I, I guess kind of the overall theme here is that Sean will believe Christian because, you know, he's his brother, whereas blood doesn't mean, you know, we do get that line, don't we, from Christian and to Benny about, you know, just because he's blood doesn't mean, you know, you can't be family or whatever it is. Um, but, why? I mean, Christian should just plant them in his bag. He's right there. Um, and then just be like, yeah. hey, I've got them back. Leave now. So that, you know, that officially... Because, you know, Sean, we're meant to be led. He's being sympathetic to this guy who, again, he thought was dead. So how do we know that Sean's not going to, like, give him a call in a couple of days and be like, hey, dude, you know, sorry. You know, I just want to check you up on okay. Like, again, problem with this storyline. We're just meant to be led to believe that as soon as he leaves that door, Sean just goes back to, oh, well... I know he's alive now, but I don't want anything to do with him. Like, does Sean not talk to his mum? Like, I know his dad ran out, but, like, is Sean's mum still alive? Is there not a weekly phone call? Oh, hey, mum, how's, you know, life going there? Oh, by the way, random story. Did you know that um, long-lost our brother, Brendan's alive? Yeah, funny story. He showed up, but I kicked him out. So, you know, all the best to him. Like, it just, there's <laughs> just so many problems with it. Yeah, and and to me, I guess like uh, as I was kind of saying, like I'm just so checked out. I actually just don't even care. So I, I'm not even really paying attention anymore because it's just so dumb that I, I just yeah, it's not worth my time to get invested in this. So yeah, I'm just kind of moving on because I just I can't really enjoy it. Um, we kind of move back to the Benny storyline. This is where we're going to get the the resolution to the story. The stupid chiming music is just all over these scenes, and it, it's oh, so annoying. So Christian basically gives him the money. Um, and Benny is going to return to his father anyway. Um, is he? Question mark. I don't think you know. He's... Yeah, like it's kind of, it's kind of, well, it's kind of unclear though, isn't it? Doesn't he kind of say I don't expect you to understand, but I'm I'm going back or something? No, I he, think so? he. Just, I think he implies that he he still believes his father loves him. I think it's just right. He okay. says that he's he's that's why Christian gives him the four hundred grand because he's like, oh, I can't afford to pay for the hotel. So kind of it. We learned that earlier in the scene when. Um, Christian bashed his dad, and he's like, no, you're not going to see him. You're leaving tonight, but obviously Benny's going to stay here. Uh, and that's why he gives him the 400000 So in, it's my belief that he just saying that, look, I still think he loves me, even though he right. raped me, I guess. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes a bit more sense then. I'm I'm happy to believe that because I wouldn't like the thought that he's kind of just going back to to his father. So yeah, I I yeah that that makes me feel a little bit better about all this. But uh, then we kind of finished this whole episode with uh, a Sean and Christian scene. Um, basically, it's a kind of that you know goes backwards and forwards in time a little bit. We you know we kind of see. Christian's kind of smoking up some some cigars and they're celebrating because Brendan's gone. This is basically what Christian says. Um, so they're going to smoke these cigars. Um, and then we just get a little bit more information that we obviously find out that Christian um, didn't have that stuff stolen. He actually took it to a pawnbroker's and, and sold it to pay off his debts. Um, and uh, then we also get Christian has forged Sean's signature to get more equity out of the business. Um, this feels like a what should be a pretty major storyline. Um, can you just spoil for me? Does this come back into the story at all? Uh, look, this is where I was actually just thinking that I haven't. Uh, I, I want to say it does. I, I really want to say it does because I'm pretty sure there is something that does come up with it. Um, but again, I don't want to 100% guarantee that because this is my thing with season six. As I said, like. I remember the least about this show, and as the time of recording this, I haven't watched far ahead. So, um, I, 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 I can't, I can't confirm whether it does or not, but I feel like it does. Yeah, I, I would like to hope so. I mean, it certainly doesn't in the next few episodes. We kind of, our focus shifts again, um, to some other stuff in the next few episodes. So it's definitely not something that's a cliffhanger, um, as it's kind of implied here. Um, that yeah, it's, it's, you know, again, it's one of those things you kind of, the way it's played out, you expect that this is going to be something that we come back to in the next episode, but it it doesn't, you know, spoiler alert there. It's not, it's not something we're going to be talking about in episode 10. So yeah, again, it just feels like another, another kind of just throw away that doesn't really seem to matter you know I'm, I'm hoping that it will um if neither of us can remember then hopefully we're in for a little bit of a the pleasant surprise but uh yeah i'm not i'm not holding out much hope i must say which again goes back to my point when i was saying about how i feel there should be something more in this about christian doing whatever it takes to keep sean on board and also for his own you know self-worth his selfishness and even just a line when he kind of says like i sorted it out you know i got an extension it doesn't pay your bet your debts, mate. Like, I mean, you know, just because you get a month extension, you still got to come up with four hundred grand. So surely Sean has got to at least be asking the question. We're like, well, how long did you get the extension for? How are you going to come up with one hundred fifty thousand dollars in an extra two weeks? So yeah, I mean, I just it yeah. Anyway, this episode's over, so I think kind of we don't really have much. Yeah, to yeah, say. it's just. Yeah, it's it's annoying. It's um, yeah, it's it's confusing. It just feels like a, a complete waste of of time. And having said that, you know, it's not all been terrible, but it no. just feels like the, the 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 good stuff is completely overwhelmed by the rubbish. And so, you know, I think if we're going to go straight into our ratings, you know, it, it'll be no surprise to anybody that it's a bin for me on this one. It's you know, uh, there's just not enough to save this from from being a, a really low rated episode because it's it's just not something like like last week we talked about you know that um it, it wasn't the, the most impactful episode but it was at least interesting whereas this one is not impactful and well it's potentially impactful I mean we don't know but it's not interesting definitely not interesting look I, I'm binning it of course too but I mean I've got this so far as the highest binned episode of season six because. Which is weird, because considering I think I'm talking about it has made me think even more negatively about it. But I think just, you know, there is still enough in here that it's interesting. I mean, I think kind of the Benny Nielsen stuff is, is pretty interesting. Um, and that, you know, perhaps there could be more done with it. But, um, 
Yeah, I mean it's it's still a bin. There's no there's no saving the fact that it's from a bin. But um, can we just point out now that uh, yeah, we've only got ten more episodes of this show to go. I'm just looking here at my list. So out of ninety episodes, this is episode number seventy five. Uh, with only 10 more episodes to go. So it's crazy to think that we've got 10 more episodes of this show to go. Yeah, yeah. So it's, again, I'm probably just going back to my point that we should be starting to ramp up to something now. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, you're always going to have kind of cutaway episodes that don't lead to anything. That's, you know, that's the nature of the show is that we've always had episodes like that that kind of are a little bit standalone, a little bit different. And, you know, you don't, I don't demand that every episode's interlocked and, and everything feels like it, you know, that's just not the way TV works is that you do get slow episodes or ones that don't fit with all the others. And that's fine. But it just feels like we should be starting to round the corner now and build towards what is the end of the show you know we're 90 episodes into this thing now we've got 10 to go or 11 to go whatever you know and we we should now be starting to to kind of start to wrap things up and it doesn't even feel like we're close like well it doesn't even feel like we've got anything to wrap up at this point um you know if this kind of just ended next week where it's like oh we're closing the business or you know we're moving to hawaii or you know like it just like you just wouldn't care like there's there's no stakes at the moment and so you know that's what we need we need some stakes and um do we get the next episode i guess i mean i think we kind of we swing for some big dramatic emotional stuff in the next episode and um i'm not sure exactly if it hits to kind of maybe show my hand um yeah i mean i think you know to me i get i get very annoyed at the matt stuff because i think i went into bat for the matt storyline quite heavily when you didn't like it and i feel like the show's now letting me down in the next episode by not really following through with matt you know suddenly we're we're trying to desperately get him out of prison and i'm not sure why we're desperately trying to get him out of prison um you know potentially the whole death row thing is interesting but Again, it just feels like it's just not leading to anything. So, you know, I, I'm sure there's stuff to talk about and stuff to unpack, but I'm not sure it starts to lead us anywhere that it probably should. Which I think is a lot of reason why the Matt stuff doesn't sit well with me either early on, because I, I remember what happens with Matt and eventually that it's not going to bring a whole lot more to accept him getting breast implants, essentially. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, look, we get Eric Stone Street. I think it's a pre-modern family Eric Stone Street in a dramatic yeah, role, yeah. which is, um, he's great in it. Um, there is some very interesting stuff, like with the death row stuff, as you said. I, I kind of think maybe they had a wasted opportunity to bring back the, the dude who killed Teddy, kind of going back to the death row stuff mentioned that was when Sean mm. did there. But, um, it's, it's a very season six episode. There's potential. Like, I actually really like the way it ends, the episode, because it's kind of such a throwback to what we had in Season 1 and Season 2, it's how they ended the seasons, which I'm pretty sure you didn't like that, but I, I did. Um, and, you know, we kind of get some real stuff around Christian and how far he's to go, like, you know, the arsehole side of Christian and some interesting stuff with Kimber. But, yeah, I mean, there's there's stuff in it that's good, there's stuff in it's bad. It's a Season 6 episode. That's generally what we can always say with these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think, you know, it, it kind of feels to me like they think that an episode like this that gets into some moral quandaries is, 
you know, it's something that we're all craving because they've done it well in the past. And I just don't think that they've got the kind of the, the, the writing skills to make it an interesting story. It's just, it, it just kind of passes the time, I suppose. So, but we'll get into kind of rating that episode when we get there. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we can probably wrap up and, and just remind you to, um, make sure you're following us on all the usual social media platforms, be that Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Um, give us a rating on iTunes. Um, get in touch if you've got any feedback for us. We're always, uh, interested in what you think about, about this especially in this kind of season six where potentially we're not really enjoying ourselves all that much. Um, you know, if anybody's um, enduring the misery with us, then we're always interested in hearing from you. Um, but, yeah, until we come back with uh, episode 10, um, that's all for right now. Um, my name's Nick, and um, you made me come hard. And my name is Ben, and yesterday I was your brother, which doesn't really go well with your closing. But anyway. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.